of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, fellow Sky Watchers from every single corner and inch of this beautiful globe we live in. Welcome to another exciting episode of Sky Watchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Digital Network and, of course, PSN Radio, broadcasting live from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida on this lovely September 23rd, 2015. I'm Angel Espino, one of the members of the crew. With me tonight to kick off the show is the one and only Crystal Storm. What's Howdy, up? Crystal. What's up? Now, Crystal is here, but we're not joined by the other guy. As always, as always, my radio hetero life mate, Alan Weiler. <laughs> or as he's known to the world, the other guy. The other guy is off having some kind of uh, of issue. Some I don't know if he's brought another gun on an airplane. I don't know what's going on with the guy, but he is not you know, he's not here right now. So when the probing is done and he's finished, and um, you know he pulls his pants yeah. back up, he'll be on with us hopefully <laughs> within the next thirty minutes. <laughs> I feel like we should raise <laughs> donations or start an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter or something for a minion, and it will be the other guy's minion, and the only job of the other guy's minion is to have a laptop and a headset ready for him to go for every show. And that's On it. That's the every, only yeah, job. With that's a good hotspot. Like, that's it. With a good hotspot internet, because he needs with good, good internet. Right, with a good yeah. internet. That, like, that, that's it. That's, that's it. All that's, that's all he needs. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. That's all he now, needs. For the rules of the show, everybody listening, of course, knows the there are rules, and you have to comply and abide by these rules that are set on the show. It's very, very important. Serious. Very yeah, important. Yeah. And as you know, time goes on, Crystal. You know, I keep coming up with different things and rules and stuff. And one day I'm going to post the entire list. We're up to uh, rules uh, right now. We're at 840 rules. Okay. 840. Now, okay. That's right. Now I'm not going to give you the entire amount of the rules now because that would take about three and a half hours, and we just don't have that kind of time. We have a great show tonight. So right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the top four rules as always. Okay. So people right. listen in. Top four. Number four. Only one call per person. You can't get in? Hey, send us a, an a-hole blast. We'll take it. Call in. If we get you on the air, don't call back. Just because you have another question. Send us an a-hole blast. We'll read that on the air. So please, just one call per person. That's it's it. A good rule. That's a, it's a good one. rule. It is. You yeah. know, everybody every, gets to talk to us. Right. Give everybody a chance. I mean, come on. Right. We have a great guest tonight. We have great guests you know, on this show period, and we we want to give everybody an equal chance to talk to and interact with these people. Now, rule number three: make sure you have your radios turned off when calling into the show, since you know we're not screened. Last thing I want to hear is reverb of my wonderful voice or Crystal's voice or Alan's, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't want to hear that <laughs> coming back to us. 
Echo. Echo. Exactly. Echo. So please have the radios turned down now. That's rule number three. Uh, again, this is standard stuff. Standard. All right. Number two, make sure you don't curse. You know, no offensive language of any kind. This is a clean show. Right. If I can this do is... it, y'all can do it. Exactly. If she cannot do it, you cannot do it, period. And she's sure. holding back. She's I do. She's holding back. I do. It's very hard for uh, me. It's tough. It's tough. And, of course, the number one rule in Crystal, you know what it is. The number one rule. You must be absolutely fascinating. Completely, like, absolutely, completely, yes. Completely fascinating. If you're not fascinating, I'm just I'm I'm gonna get like a button and we're just gonna smack it and it's gonna like one of those and then and you're out of here. That's it. You're out of here. That's it. It's yeah. done completely. It's so you must be absolutely fascinating. Now, if you think you fit that criteria, if you think you could actually you know get in and do what you have to do and be fascinating and talk to us on the air or the guest, we want to hear from you. Call on in, 786-245-8127. Like always, the lines are open throughout the entire show. Again, not screen. And tonight we have a great show, Crystal. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So excited. Now we're going to talk ufology tonight. Yep. But we're going to talk music also tonight. It's going to be a little bit different on Skywatchers Radio. Is it like music about ufology? No, but that would be interesting if he does this in the future after tonight's show. That would be cool. It would be interesting. Now, in the first hour, in about 20 minutes or a few minutes, we're going to be joined uh, by the one and only Tim Schwartz of Conspiracy Journal. And we're going to go over some UFO and Conspiracy Journal-based news. And uh, he's always fun. Great guy. Awesome. I'm very excited about meeting this person for the first time. Love the Schwartz. You've never been, you really never met Tim? I don't think I've met Tim. I don't, no, I don't do names. What I hear is maybe I'll know if I, when I hear his voice. Now, how long have you been on PSN Radio with us? Is that me? Do you hear that? Mm, I think that's you. That was me. I'm sorry. I hate, <laughs> I hate I'm sitting here trying to find UFO news to talk about, and I hate that when you open up a website, all of a sudden it starts talking. All I hear is, beautiful oh. people, beautiful I, I, I thought you were playing a clip. I'm like, is that Schwartz? What's going on? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no? okay. It doesn't uh, sound no, anything I, like the Schwartz. The Schwartz sounds it? unique. He's, he's, he has his own sounding voice. He's, a, he's a, a great personality on radio. And I cannot believe, after what, two, three, four, how many years you've been on PSN now with us? A while. I've been on PSN a while. Years. You've been yeah. there since pretty much the start almost, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So years. And Tim has been there for years also. And really, you've never said, hey, Tim. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's supposed to be the Huffington Post. It's the Huffington Post. I'm trying to read an article on the Huffington Post, and something keeps playing. It's horrible. I'm sorry. (laughs) So I guess that means no, Tim. She's never met. No, I've never. I've done. But you're going to meet him tonight, and he's uh, a great guy, and uh, you're going to have a lot of fun talking to him tonight. And in the second hour, now the the person we're teasing here, the musical guest, and uh, the person who uh, is you know royalty in in a sense. Uh, He comes from the 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 king, not not Elvis, not Michael Jackson, not those Uh kings. Uh-oh. No, not the, you know, not the king of England. Not one of those, none of the monarchs. But el rey de las tambales. You know what that means? I have no idea what that means. It sounded very pretty. Sounded right. Sounded nice. Yeah. Now it's percussion drums. His father was the king of percussion drums, Tito Puentes, and Tito Puente Jr. is going to be on with us in the second hour. And why Tito Puente Jr. on Skywatchers Radio? Well. Because he's into uh, the subject, and he has stuff that he uh, wants to maybe talk about. Maybe he's had an experience. 
Ooh, very exciting. Who knows? Very exciting right? about that. Now, for those exciting. of you who might not know who he is, you know, Tito Puente, his father is an icon. I'm talking about he's one of the biggest names in music in Latin America. And uh, when I talk about music, I'm not saying, you know, like he, he, like he didn't sing uh, or anything, but he was a, a percussion uh, drumist and uh, just a, an amazing musician. I mean, he's considered one of the greatest minds in music history in uh, in Latin America and probably the world, really. And his son is a, a very accomplished musician himself, has, you know, a lot of awards under his belt and just a great musician in general. That family was blessed with, like, incredible musical talent. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun talking to Tito and Definitely. getting to know his, his story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is he going to play some stuff for us? Are we going to play some of his stuff, too? I don't do know that? if we could clear that. I don't know. Remember, Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, there's a, there's a little iffy uh, playing music, you know, here on the network that is licensed. Silly rules. Silly rules. Right, yeah. Those rules we got to abide by. I feel like if it's not one of our rules, then we shouldn't care. But that, that should be rule, like, 841. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put that in there. That's going to be put in there. Write that down. Anyway. Okay. Putting that in there. All right, cool. Now, Tito Puente, second hour, Tim Schwartz, about uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes around there. Yeah. But uh, what have you been up to, Crystal? Because we haven't talked in about two weeks. Last week, we couldn't do a show. Uh, we had uh, just a horrible power outage here in the neighborhood, and uh, we, I couldn't broadcast, unfortunately. Uh, how have you been the last couple of weeks? Good. I've been busy. I've been uh, trying to get ready to put together a, a Patreon uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but that's just a way that you can support authors or not even authors, just any kind of creator of art or writing or anything. You can, you know, support them in their and their creations and the stuff that they do. So I'm getting ready to set up one of those, and that's about it. That's uh, that you know, that's that stuff's a lot of work. You got to put out a lot of content, and I'm doing some website revisions. And, you know, all that stuff that you have to do when you work for yourself and you don't have minions. Yes. You know, I know, I know that you know? feeling. Yes. You know, so yeah, I've been uh, I've been busy with that stuff. That's cool. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much um, more interesting than my last two weeks. I'll tell you that. Well, much. how how were your last two weeks? <laughs> Painful, actually. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, your picture was very sad. This the year you saw that. Yeah, you saw. I that. saw that. That was a very sad picture. Uh, hairline fracture, and uh, it's been. Uh, Hurting mm -hmm. ever since. Uh, it actually has gotten a little bit better. The swelling's gone down, and the, it's not as bruised as it was. Uh, so that's good. It's a good sign. I, I, I guess I, I heal like Wolverine. I don't know. It's, it's an amazing thing, but Can uh, I I'm healing pretty did? well. What did you do that you messed up your what? thumb? It's kind of embarrassing. Um, I was a little angry at something, and I, uh, I wasn't looking, and I slipped in the bathroom. <laughs> and I went to catch myself before I hit the floor backwards so I didn't want to smack my head, and... My thumb got in the way, and it thought, well, I could support the entire body. Sure. Right. Not so <laughs> the thumb much. was wrong. The thumb was wrong. <laughs> Let's the just say the, the, not strong yeah, with the, thumb. the thumb lost this battle big time. And uh, No, but it's doing better, and uh, it's not hurting as much, even though it's been uh, a rough week and a half with it. But uh, it is getting better. And now, it's funny because... When you have an injury like this, and, and this has happened to me before with different injuries, but anytime you have an injury, it it's funny how things find a way to bump into it, or people find a way to bump into it. Yes. Like, so <laughs> many people have hit me in the hand in the last week by accident. Just like and that would never it. happen if your thumb was okay. Nobody would in ever touch you. It was 37 years of life, nobody's bumped into my hand. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, this week, everybody's smacking me in the hand. It's, it's the craziest <laughs> thing. <laughs> There's some law. There, there's some law about that. There is somewhere. That's uh, yeah. That's just yeah. This is more proof that God has a very silly sense of humor. 
silly, Very just silly, <laughs> silly, completely silly <laughs> sense of humor. I, I feel like the planet Earth is is proof positive that God has a very silly sense of humor. Agreed. And, and Uranus, yeah. Uranus. And, and Uranus. And Uranus. Yes. Is it, I mean, is it really called Uranus? Didn't we just name it that? I mean, come on. Well, here's the thing. If there was life on Uranus, that's really, it's, that's really how it's pronounced, Uranus, not Uranus. But if there was really life on Uranus, uh, do you think they're going to call it Uranus? I don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't be amazing if that was something that was, you know, this amazing word for for that particular culture. Like we're sitting here laughing our butts off about it. But what yeah, if, butts. you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, pun intended. You <laughs> like I slid that right in there, right? Yeah, I like the way you did that. That was very, that was very good. professional. That was, good. that was good. Yeah, I like that. I actually did that on accident too. I realized after the fact it was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just think about it. All the silly words that we say that, you know, you'd say to an alien and you'd just be like, mm, and then they'd come down here and say something and we'd be like, what? And, you know, it would it'd be like that. You know, it's funny because we label things, right? Like we call planet Mars, Pluto, which is a silly name for a planet, really. Pluto, I mean. Could have they not named it something better, but anyway, we named things the way we name it. But there's a good chance that aliens name our planet something else. Like, imagine if we're like uh, Little Crumb, that's the name of our planet, and, and some other world. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to Little Crumb. Little Crumb. Little Crumb. Uh, I am not, apparently, I'm watching the Twitter feed here, Jackal, and apparently somebody thinks that the show is better without me. Um, that I do have a nice radio voice, though. I should just oh. keep it on my show, but they, they don't like me on Skywatchers. So. Is that is that Plucky? Is she mad? No, it's not. It's <laughs> 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 Plucky jealous. That's what's going on here. <laughs> Plucky make a fake Twitter account. Can I call this person out? Am I allowed to do that? Should I keep it? No. Should I just keep it on the Yeah, album? call him out. I'm saying James Hudson does not think that I belong on Skywatchers Radio. James Hudson well, just doesn't. I, I think sorry, James, James Hudson should call us and tell us why. I think that's a great idea. James, not, yeah. call in 786-245-8127. Call in number. And what. guess who is finally uh, ready to join what? the show today? Is it the other guy? I think the other guy is. Is it the other? I missed the other guy. Really? I didn't. <laughs> no. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> no, I did. I did. He's funny. <laughs> I love his brand of just of just dry humor. It's great. Let's see how bad the technical issues sound this week. He's going to sound perfect. He's going to sound like amazing. Watch. I'm trying to like send some good juju his way. Yeah, it's not going to work. I'm, I'm, Tell, I'm, I'm telling you that right now. We're trying to Skype in Alan Weiler. The other and guy. And the other guy is nowhere to be found. The other guy. Maybe he got abducted again. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think he finally got abducted and the probe is hurting. That's sad. That's so sad. Probes are hurting. But anyway, uh, so uh, so really, somebody already tweeted out about you. That's it, it took. Yeah, but shout out to Danny who has defended my honor and has said that I'm awesome. There you go. Shout out to Danny from Nolans. Shout out to Danny from Nolans. People in New Orleans is is cool. It's my spot. Hey, Nolans is oh. the bomb. Yeah, New Orleans is the bomb. Oh my goodness, it's such the bomb. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny because as a kid, I lived in in New Orleans for yeah about six months, eight months, something like that, and I. I lived in a couple of different other states, and I've lived around the U.S. a lot. But New Orleans always stuck in my mind. Like I remember vividly, and I was a little kid. You know, you don't you're not supposed to remember places right. and stuff. But I vividly remember being in New Orleans. You know, going to places with my parents and how beautiful things was. You know, I'm talking about the '80s. Yeah, yeah, it's so, still like that. It's still it's it's just one of those places that just sticks with you. Absolutely does just sticks with and you. And things that stick with you like a fungus. Hey, other guy. 
Other guys. Hey, it's a fungus among us. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hey, but I heard, I heard there's a malaria in the air. You know, no. it, it, it's terrible, you know. And by the way, um, I was listening on my drive from where I was, uh, part of the uh, conversation. All I picked – the first thing that I picked up was anal probing of me. Yes, yes, um, yes. Is all I heard and then from there on. What the bleepity bleep got you guys on me being anally probed? I'm like, what did I do to deserve well, this? Well, to be fair, I, to be fair, you said anally probed. I said probed. I never said anally. Okay, you said pull my pants up after I was being probed. Well, that I did say, so I did, in, I did insinuate anally probing, but I didn't oh, see the word anally. just a little insinuation there, just a little bit of an insinuation. I mean, I was trying to, you know, sway the audience in that direction, but I wasn't, you know, saying particularly that you are going to get anally probed. But yeah, the pants being around your ankles, it's an indication that you got anally probed. So, so how was it? Was it gentle? Um, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about because that didn't happen to me. Now, if you're having prison flashbacks again, you know, hey, you know, hey, hey, that's, hey, that's that's your own issue. I don't why, know. why, why? I, guys, as as the female on the show here, I really think that you should not take you know things that happen to your butt so negatively. Okay, it's not always a bad thing. Okay, I don't understand. Whoa, I don't know about that. It's always a bad thing, all actually. A of a <laughs> It's all a matter of a sphincter's perspective. Here's the thing. If, it, if anybody listening agrees <laughs> that it's a bad guy. thing or agrees that it's not such a bad thing, please call in. Give us your uh, info and your insight. Give us your input, but not input into the sphincter. Yeah, don't that's do that. 786-245-8127. That's, that's always right. to call in. We can't provide blasts through the hole, but we cannot deal with sphincter issues. Well, this is so, as bad as talking about ufology flying around Uranus. Yeah, God. no kidding. So oh, what kept you this week, other guy? Well, I am actually this week at the Big E in Springfield, Massachusetts. It is, okay, and I'm okay. going to be here for this weekend, this week and next week since the whole entire show is 17 days of State Fair. And my hours are from 10 in the morning till 10 at night. Each and every day. See, now, Lovely. all you muggles out there normally do a 40-hour work week over uh -huh. five days. Me, <laughs> I do that in two days, two and a half, three days, if you're doing the math. Um, so, you know. Wait, you can't you, get 40 hours in two days, man. How, how is that possible? Are you working like around the clock like a doctor? What's going on? Well, if, if figure three days. If I'm in, between my commute and I'm driving, and you figure three I days, I can believe, but two days is exaggeration. Three, okay, three days, three days, okay. three days. What people do mostly in five days, I do in three days, and they're long, brutal hours. But then again, I get compensated okay for it. So you know, and that's why when I do my jobs. I'll work three months, I take a whole month off. I work three months, I take a whole month off. And I do that through the whole year, and I'm happily getting four months a year vacation. Huh. And that's good life. That is a good and life. if anybody that would like to life, do yeah. that, that's mm -hmm. listening, by the way, I am on a hiring spree if you are looking for something. And just send some contact info to Blasts through the a-hole and i will happily get back to you if you're feeling a little bit underemployed or not getting paid what you're worth or you want to do something a little bit different with your life well actually uh you uh gave the wrong um email address there other what's guy. the best what's the best email it's address? uh it's a we could do this one it's uh, info at skywatchersradio.com 
Okay. I'll Don't do confuse them with the, the blast very, with the a The very yeah, professional one. That was good. Right. I will, I must interject that James Hudson, who is not a fan of me, is very much a fan of the other guy. So you have a fan. Oh, thank you, James. Oh, he, he has a shit. fan. He, uh, he does. He just, he loves That's amazing. the other guy better. He does. Uh, well, we all I, love I, the I other guy. So just, you know. I know. I am flattered. I appreciate that, James, wherever you are, whoever you are. Uh, if anybody else wants to be a fan of me, sure, you can be a fan of me, too. I think I think James is just trying to get in good with the other guy so he can get a, like, a job with him. <laughs> he, no, <laughs> That's what's going on there. He did that before the job offer came out. Yeah, okay. but see, he's talked about this before. Oh, has he? Oh, okay. Well, they, no, I he's trying to, he's trying to butter up to him. It was on a hiring spree. It well, you didn't say that, but you, you you do talk about your job and about you know how. Yeah, well, great you ask me where I am, so I usually explain what I'm doing. This and is where true. I'm doing. This is so true. you know, you know, I'm just like it's you know I just start. Exactly. I am literally on a growth phase right now. Um, if you want me to talk about it for a minute before we get uh, who do we got on Tim? Well, we're gonna have Tim Schwartz here in about uh, six minutes, and uh, then we have Tito Puente Jr. I know, I'm so looking hour. forward to that. You know, oh, it's gonna be it's, so great. You know, I mean, I, I enjoyed his father's music. I really haven't had a chance to listen to him that frequently, but um, oh, he's, he's so, so good, man. Really? Okay. All right. All right. Is it English or Spanish music? Oh, it's all Spanish. Why? Even though he oh. dabbles in English, he does. You know, he's, hey, he, look, he's, do, he's do his the music videos come with subtitles? Uh, no. <laughs> It's just pretty. Just no listen. music no, videos. Don't just, come just listen for the melodies, right. man. Just listen for the music. Just go with it. Just go with it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I I, I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. Uh-huh. All right. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. All right. Anyway, right. we have a lot of uh, stories to go over with Tim. Also, you know, we're gonna okay. read a couple different articles and and I uh, get everybody's input on them. Uh, there's stuff, of course, from from Open Minds. And uh, when we go on break, I'm gonna put everything on our uh, Facebook page so everybody can read along with us. Uh, that's facebook.com forward slash skywatchers radio. You can check everything out right there. I'll be posting them as uh, fast as the next four or five minutes. Boom. Like a ninja. Yes. All right. Like a so, ninja. Guess boom. what we got on next week, by the way? Vanilla so Ice. Boom, like a ninja. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to give Vanilla Ice. What? Make him do the song. Ice. He'd have to do the song. Is he out of jail yet, by the way? He was in jail? Oh, oh yeah, yeah he, robbed, he, he, he robbed he the house. He construction and he robbed yep. the house. Nah. <laughs> See, not still making money off Ice 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 Baby. He has to be making something. Because I hear that. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing: when when they were taking him away and they were arresting him, he kept saying, "But I love you." <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought he was going to say the Ninja Turtles you. did it, Don. Hmm. It was the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan was the one who robbed the place. Foot Clan did it. Yeah, Foot Clan. Don't don't you know, don't play. You laugh. I was at Dragon Con. You laugh. I was at Dragon Con, and they had a whole bunch of ninjas running around, and they actually had Foot Clan symbols on their head, uh, on their foreheads, in in their ninja costumes. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so brilliant for a costume!" That I mean, how hard brilliant. You know, I was just. I mean, I saw some really, really cool costumes at Dragon Con this year, and uh, it, 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 you know, there were some really amazing ones. Um, but, Question: uh, though, Are we going to be able to make it out to uh, to Travis Walton's convention? When is it? Uh, November. I Where is it? What is Where it? it? Tell oh, it's going to be uh, Arizona. Um, I would do the drive. I, w- I would do the fly. Where in Arizona? Near Scottsdale or uh, near Phoenix? I think, I think it's uh, right um, uh, where it happened. I mean, they're going to go out to where it happened, Snowflake. Oh, okay. Yeah. I- I'd be cool to do that. Yeah, I'll happily do that. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I would go if as long as my schedule is free, I, I'm down for that. You just got to give me an exact day because right after this, I'm here at the Big E till the fifth of. Uh, October. If anybody wants to come visit me, let me know or let the show know, and I will happily say hi to you and pay attention to you while I'm at my booth. Um, but after that, I go down to New York Comic Con. Down, then, down, down. Then after New York Comic Con, I go down to the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. Mm. Uh, um and I know I have something to do the weekend in between the two. Oh, yeah, I think that's PD Show, that's Spooky Empire in Orlando. And uh, then um, then I don't know what I'm doing in November because it's too early in the evening for me to look at my calendar. Did check I this out. Okay, you check did. it. You covered everything. Uh, November 5th through the 8th is the uh, convention at uh, the Fire in the Sky convention. Of Hang on, I'm putting it in my calendar now. The Skyfire Summit, that's the official name. November what? November 5th through the 8th. That sounds fun. Yep. That's the and Greater what's spe- State Fair. What's great about this year is uh, it's uh, the historic conference uh, marks the 40th anniversary of the abduction. Ooh. What is, it's so like, it's what is the, years. Uh, the abduction? Ooh. Travis's abduction. Travis Walton. Fire in the Sky. There we go. Yeah. That's a, Speaking of it, things that have happened, 40, can, can so you believe it's going to be? Can you believe it's forty years since he was taken and then brought back? Feel yeah. very old. I, I, I everybody feel bold? That's uh, it. I'm going to get you the walker. Yeah, come on, we're going to get you the walker. <laughs> um, you know, I'm actually putting it in my Google calendars, and I'm going to I'm going to make it red on my calendar too. How about that? Crystal, you have to get out to this thing with us. It's a uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm putting money on the out. side. Try to. I'm putting money on the side. Try to get here. You know, try to get there real bad. So that sounds fun. Well, yeah. we're we're a media crew. Isn't he going to get us there or anything? Is is can Travis do anything for us? You know. Well, I don't know, man. I, I mean, you know Travis better than I do. Yeah, yeah you're, you're his. Right. Uh, I, I, you're his friend. You should you should hit him up and be like, hey, it's I, the I, other guy. If remember the the other guy. I, I need I need some passes. It's the other guy. Bill calls me friend. I haven't seen him in so long, you know. I, I really haven't. But yeah, I could. I'll, I'll try reaching out to him. I, I will absolutely try and reaching. You know, I'll try and reach out to him. Yeah, absolutely. I'll try. I can try. That's the I mean, best answer I'm going to give you. As I can try. It's historic. He's going to do this every year, but it, you know, it's not as cool if we go to the forty forty first anniversary as the fortieth anniversary. You know, the next big one will be like the fiftieth anniversary. Your all event. Dum dum dum. Let, let's just hope he, we, we all make it to the fiftieth anniversary. Are we going to get abducted by aliens? Hey, you never know. This is true. You never know. We might be hit by a comet. We might be abducted by aliens. We yeah. might be all anally probed because the other guy here sets it up when he's uh, mysteriously missing and it's all a big ruse <laughs> to destroy the planet. We keep saying that some alien is listening going, do they really want to be anally probed? Like, is that what Somewhere we're they're doing? like, what's this obsession these humans have with these anal probes? Are we, uh, yeah. we going to have to go down there and really <laughs> do this to them? If like, we don't even do this to you all. What are you talking about? No, with they're so probes? obsessed with the Angel keeps on having these visions. You know, Angel, why do you keep on talking about these flashbacks that you're having? It's not visions. They're not just, flashbacks. They're, they're horrible nightmares. Then why do you nightmares. keep on bringing them up? <laughs> because you know, it hurts what? my feelings to know... I don't think it hurts your feelings. I think it hurts something else. <laughs> that too. We'll be right back with Tim Shorts. <laughs> Skywatchers Radio. Ow. Blue Raven with Hyperspace on the Dark Matter Radio Network. 
Please tune in on Tuesdays for an intriguing show pertaining to covert technology, UFOs, paranormal, mysticism, and spirituality. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8pm Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Right, and we are back on Skywatchers Radio and, uh, of course, on Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. Open lines, as always, uh, for the entire show, 786-245-8127. You can follow us on skywatchersradio.com and get all the podcast info there. Right now, joining us is our news correspondent of the week, Mr. Tim Schwartz from Conspiracy Journal, our favorite, one of our favorites. <laughs> no, one no, of the best. Stay one with of the that. best. Uh, stay, say I'm your favorite. Admit it. You're you know, my favorite until you contradict wait, wait, something wait, wait, I wait, say. Wait. <laughs> uh, 
I think we started something. Uh-oh. That's right. You know, it's funny because next week I'm going to say the same thing to Mike Mott, and then I'll say that. I'm going to say the same thing to uh, Nancy News Burns. Guy. They're all my favorite. favorite guy in general. Well, uh, technically, you're you're my Our favorite, favorite now. Of the week. How about that? Yes. Can we get away with that? <laughs> You know, how you been, man? How, the week. How, how's it going in news uh, in your uh, world in conspiracy journal land? Oh, it's just uh, it's it's going. I tell you, it's uh, you know every day it is something new and not different. You and that sounds, <laughs> sounds like my sex life, actually. Uh, well, you know, uh, I have been investigating UFOs and conspiracies and cryptids and all these other things for years and years and years. And I tell you something, uh, it's like everything um, everything old is new again or everything new is old again. Uh, it's just, you know, the, the same kind of stuff just uh-huh. uh, uh, rears its ugly head all of the time continuously and you know when when anybody comes to me and says oh you know i've got something you know new you've never heard this before and i'm just like okay yeah show me and um uh, <laughs> i've have yet really to be to be shown uh you know it's just it, it just seems like that uh, the more things change the more they stay the same that's such you know, a depressing it, thing it's sad, isn't it? It's sad, it's but that's so, so true. It, it is true. true. It, look, yeah. we haven't had. Look, we haven't had, and and I've had this conversation endless times with friends. We haven't had a significant event in ufology since Roswell and Travis Walton's abduction. Really, realistically. Wow. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh-huh. Now, there's been other events. There, hold on. There's been other events that, that that's happened. That's been talked about, but nothing has captured the world like Roswell. I mean, why does everything always go back to Roswell? Well, There's and I mean, you know, they didn't, they, you know, they didn't really capture the world like Roswell until really the '70s, uh, mm-hmm. when uh, when that uh, the book came out, and and the author now escapes me, uh, who really brought it back to the forefront again. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Stanton I, I, wasn't that Stanton Freeman? No, no, it wasn't Stan Freeman. Um, gosh, what was the guy's? Uh, uh, was it? Uh, um, was it Moore? Uh, he also he also uh, 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 wrote a book about the Philadelphia experiment that okay. uh, uh, brought that out uh, kind of to the forefront because you know originally the whole uh, uh, Philadelphia experiment had been confined kind of, you know to the back rooms of uh, uh, you know ufology fringedom and then uh, uh, and then more uh, brought it out and uh, had a major publisher. Uh, uh, published his book on the Philadelphia Experiment, and it was the same way with the Roswell uh, uh, incidents. You know, everybody had really forgotten about it, and then all of a sudden, you know, there in the seventies, it was just like, you know, hey, you know, we had a UFO crash in nineteen forty-seven. People were like, what? What really? And I think uh, it was Stan Freeman because I mean, he was the one that kind of like blew the lid off of it with uh, Jesse Marcel Senior. Um, he's the one that got him to talk, basically. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to look that up and and see. It's it's, it's been a while, and I, you know, chained to my microphone here, I can't reach Love my my bookshelf where I've got all of these, <laughs> you know, dusty, dusty volumes. <laughs> you know, if, if if I let my cat in here, she could probably, you know, go, you know, fetch, fetch. What kind of cat do you have there, uh, Tim? I have five cats. 
Oh my, my goodness. goodness. So take Way too many cats. <laughs> Way too many cats. <laughs> so you live with women and cats. How do you survive? We- women and cats. That's great. Well, and and uh, it's a party there. And one lo- <laughs> and one lonely dog. That poor animal. That's <laughs> that right. dog. It's just you and the dog. That's right. Is the dog a male dog or is it a female yes. dog? No, he's a fe- he's a male. Oh, he's so, a male. That, that you were about to say he's a female dog. <laughs> you almost said it. Nope, nope, almost. nope. He's male. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, reasonable facsimile thereof. <laughs> <laughs> that poor thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he's 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 been under the knife, you know. <laughs> oh, that. That's oh more no, than no. A... He, did you pull a Jenner on him or something? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that's more than that poor animal probably wanted the world to know, Tim. You know. Oh, well, so. <laughs> okay, okay. He was right. he was from the you know he he was a rescue from the Humane Society, and it's a uh, unless you know you're going to be unless he was like a purebred, and you're going to use him you know as a as a stud, which he is neither <laughs> now, especially. Yeah, you know, well. they they have to be fixed before um, before you can get them. Whatever chance of him being a stud was completely cut off and cut away. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's a dachshund mix of some kind. Dachshund and God knows what else, you know, so. <laughs> dachshund and mixing. That's right. Yeah, that's well, right. He, he anyway, be a, a stud for the mutts. But anyway, back to ufology stuff. Well, but, you know, like I, like I was saying, um, I would really hate to think that all of um, our pop culture when it comes to uh, UFOs since 1947 – comes down to Roswell uh, because I mean there there uh, there have been you know so many more exciting and and really uh, uh, interesting cases that have uh, happened uh, since that time that I think would be you know uh, a lot better uh, uh, representing uh, the the whole UFO phenomenon than, than Roswell. I mean well, Roswell, but but none of them has uh, really been as uh, focal, uh, fo- uh, you know, such a focal point, uh, or you know, as Roswell. I mean, that's really the one that again everybody goes back to. It's, it's such a focal point in ufology, which is really a shame because if if they would, if somebody would ever prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Roswell was the uh, a mogul balloon or or you know something along those lines, then you're going to have the people. Yeah, the, the the skeptics and you know the uber skeptics especially right. who will say that well see Roswell didn't happen so the whole UFO phenomena we'll just toss that out too and that's exactly what would happen you know they mm-hmm. you know people would say that well if Roswell doesn't exist and every other UFO report and 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 you know uh, uh, landing or, or or what have you since that time is fake as well. I don't know, the, uh, Crystal. What do you think about that other guy? Um, I, I I think there'll be enough ev- evidence eventually that's going to say, well, yeah, I got some good news and some bad news. Good news is it really did happen. Bad news is you can't deny it, folks. And you can't den- then the government won't be able to deny that they've known about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of my thought process. I think there probably is a wealth of evidence out there to support that and probably many, many other UFO abduction claims. However, it's mm-hmm. being locked I, I mean that's I don't, that's not conspiracy theory anymore that's pretty much fact so whether or not there will ever be enough evidence to quote unquote prove something I really depend I mean hey anonymous where you at <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> go back in, I mean you know WikiLeaks where you at can we get some stuff exactly 
Yeah, no, exactly. Well, you know, right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if WikiLeaks has some stuff already, but you I know, would, they've I, released some stuff already. I mean, because um, they some ser- I mean, some. I mean, a lot of stuff that the American public, you know, doesn't understand because you know we don't get any education foreign policy. But I mean, mm. yep. it's true. It's uh, true. No, we don't get no education. <laughs> foreign policy. What is that? Four little word. Drop bomb. That's what we do, and then we come home, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, I get no education. <laughs> we don't need no education. Yeah, I think there are. I think there's a lot of evidence out there. It's just a matter of you know making it, putting the spotlight on it. Mm. You know, fighting well, the see, I don't. I don't think that uh, you know WikiLeaks or or you know uh, uh, Edward Snowden or anything like that is, is going to run across uh, secret UFO files from the government because they're no longer in possession by the government. I think that that stuff was farmed out to corporations or some other you know non-government, probably you know like a civilian uh, a group that works for the government or the military. Uh, but it's no longer in the hands of uh, the military or the government because then that gives them plausible deniability. And, that's actually uh, very smart. Yeah. That, yeah, that's so you don't believe? So you don't buy into the the, the, the talk of uh, the the military being in charge of the whole UFO phenomenon and the cover up? Not anymore. Maybe at one time. Maybe at one time. But everybody who was involved with that part is probably uh, you know, uh, aged or dead at this point. That's almost uh, worse. If a corporation's got it, that's almost worse than the government having it. Yep. Yep. You know, and that's uh, true. Yeah. That, uh, and that's why you know when you get these government whistleblowers, you know, or the military whistleblowers that come through, you know, uh, come you know come forward now, unless they are on their deathbed and mm-hmm. remembering something that happened to them, you know, years and years ago. Uh, I'm inclined not to believe them. Uh, you know, just just because I think that it is no longer you know in in their hands, uh, and and I think maybe one of the reasons is that uh, I think that possibly they are still just as much in the dark about what the whole UFO phenomenon actually is as as we are, as you know the the, the civilian investigators uh, there and and you know there could have actually have been uh, as rumor has it, you know the whole UFO landings and the president meeting you know creatures uh, who, who came out of the the landed flying saucers, and you know we're told yeah you know we came from you know come from Zeta Reticuli or or whatever. And then somewhere along the lines, everyone found out that that was just a bunch of bunk that they were lied to, and they still don't know where these mm-hmm. things come from, and you know, and, and, and probably still don't, you know, or uh, they're even alien at all. I mean, look, we right. talked about it before. They could be from the inner Earth. They could be from right here, you know, a different society that maybe we're just not aware of. Mm-hmm. Living somewhere in the earth. I mean, the possibilities are, are endless. The thing is, and I, agree, I completely agree with you guys. Uh, look, disclosure. Uh, there's no such thing that is ever going to happen. And I think eventually, just uh, there's going to be evidence that just comes out. Yeah. But whatever it is that comes out, it's going to be so much more bizarre. I think that what actually we believe is out mm-hmm. there, and that's one of the reasons why I think they're hiding a lot of this stuff because it's just a lot more weird than I think. The, the society even knows or believes that it, you know it's going on, right? Absolutely. Well, and plus, I mean, the the military is never going to admit that oh, they are absolutely helpless 
Uh, oh, to, yeah, you can. To People prevent this. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but you know what? I don't believe they're helpless anymore. I think, uh, like, especially if they have downed aircrafts, right? If they've been back in engineering this stuff for years and years and years now. I don't think they're helpless. I think they might have enough technology that they could down some aircrafts. They can go after them if uh, they're in our airspace. Uh, maybe they could defend us. Look, when Bush and uh, Reagan were talking about the, the Star Wars program in the 80s, they were talking about some really interesting stuff if you listen to what they were trying to do. And and you could take it either way. Yeah, maybe they were protecting here on Earth against other countries. But in reality, what, what they were trying to do is maybe protect us from outside invaders. Because maybe they you know knew that something could be a threat one day. And I do believe if we have this technology for the last 100 years, or 50 or 60 or 80 or whatever the, the length is, maybe even longer than that... I do think that we know a little bit more about it. I mean, at some point, we have to discover how this thing works. I mean, I know it's alien technology, but at some point, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> you would hope. You would yeah, hope. Yeah, you, you would think so. But, uh, you know, it's it's almost like if you would uh, if you could time travel, say, to the the, the past and uh, meet up with uh, Sir Isaac Newton and give, him a, uh, and give him an iPad and expect him to understand how it works – Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, I think that would be equivalent to uh, to to us finding you know some kind of material from a uh, from a crashed UFO, uh, especially if you are dealing with a, a, an extraterrestrial source that is able to uh, uh, come here from another solar system or even another galaxy. They're going to have to have a technology that's that's way beyond anything that we can understand. I mean, you know, we're still sending rockets up into orbit using chemical propellant systems now uh, I, I, unless you believe in the you know the whole uh, secret space program uh, scenario where we actually I sort of believe that I yeah. sort of believe the secret well see I, I I do too I mean I do think that we do have access currently to some kind of at least ru rudimentary uh, 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 you know anti-gravitational or field propulsion mm -hmm. system. I mean, Nikola yep. Tesla uh, mm -hmm. was working on that back at the, uh, the the turn of the 20th century. So, I mean, I'd be disappointed if if we if we didn't have a, at least a little bit better understanding. But that's still, I mean, if we do if we do have the capability to at least travel you know, within our solar system, that's still, I mean, you know, uh, it's still a big stretch to go beyond that and out into interstellar space. So, you know, I mean, even if we do, did or do have access uh, to alien technology, I think that we would probably still have uh, difficulty understanding it, much like, you know, Sir Isaac Newton would with a, uh, um, you know, like an iPad. And, in fact, knowing Sir Isaac Newton, he'd probably think it was, you know, uh, something of the devil <laughs> since he was uh, right. pretty big into the... Well, the, but here, here's the thing. If you, if, if you give Sir Isaac Newton an uh, iPad... And you sit there about twenty minutes with him. You show him how it works. He'll figure it out. It, I think the key word there is if you sit with him. Like yeah. it, right, it, right. Now here's here's I'm thinking here, Michael, here's uh, Michelangelo would work with that better more than anything else. Probably, but here's here's where I'm going with that. There are stories of aliens that did not die at Roswell, the one that survived, uh, that lived and maybe shared some of the information of how the stuff works. And there's talk about the treaty between uh, the United States and the aliens. Uh, there's even a reported a shootout in uh, one of the, the bases in Nevada uh, that was in between the Greys and the, the military officers. So, I mean, if this is true, if that part of the story is true, then we might actually have the aircraft uh, ready to work because... 
what if you know they uh, spilled the beans on how this stuff works? Maybe we were able to communicate with them. Maybe they did sit there with us. I think it's possible we have one, maybe like one of many, one of different ones. I mean, you said something earlier oh, that course. I thought just hit the point right on the head that uh, we're. I think when we actually really do, like you said, get the evidence, we're not gonna we're not gonna mm -hmm. know what to do with it because we've been At so all. we've got sci-fi, you know, movies. Right. We've got Star Trek. We've got so we've got this idea in our heads about what we think alien right. technology and aliens look like and i'm probably you know you've probably met one in walmart and don't even know it because if an alien was smart he wouldn't come down here looking like a cockroach he'd come down here looking like us and we'd Correct. never know <laughs> like, you know, you'd never yes. know yes no it's so true yeah we're so backwards we'd see an alien and we'd shoot it <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know, no, we've been saying hello so if, i mean if alien was smart it would not look like anything that we think it's gonna look like so Absolutely. I don't know. So I think when we really do get exposure, it's going to blow our minds. We're going to be like, "What?" It, it really is. The first aliens that they, they you know share with us are going to look very human. I guarantee you that much. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. if they are not human in reality, and they're putting some kind of a, of a fake persona on, or they're putting a disguise on, or a holographic projection to make us think they're or some mind manipulation, but they're going to look human to us or humanoid enough that we're comfortable with it. Maybe there'll be blue people that look just like us, but they're blue. You know, something crazy like that. Uh, not like Avatar, but it'll be something <laughs> similar like to that. Like Dan from Farscape. There you go. There you go. That's much better. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. So he got you. Don't worry. Like that who from be... Farscape? Zan. Oh, okay, fine. The plan. Zan. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who Zan is? I thought is? you were going to say you're a felling little trelk. You are a felling <laughs> <laughs> Over my head, i never seen Farscape. What? You've never seen Farscape? Okay, come on, come on. Tell me. Tell me. What kind of dran is this? What is never. going on? Never. He just on? cursed to someone I you know, <laughs> you're such a frilling little trout. Uh, are, are you going to let him talk talk to you that I way? <laughs> I am so angry right now at you, other guy. <laughs> so upset. I believe you haven't seen Farscape. Farscape is amazing. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm upset at myself for that. Everybody tells me it's a, it's good and to watch it. it I is. just yeah, never never done it. Maybe one day. Well, oh, you I'm know, sorry, do you um, feel left out? I feel left out, yes. Don't feel left out. You I can catch up. You can, yep. Now, yep. Tim, I want to ask you something about, uh, you know, the conspiracy journal stuff. And uh, you guys investigate it. Yes, you could always go out and keep... Whatever the, uh, the other guy, yeah, go have your technical issues somewhere else. Anyway, uh, Tim, mm -hmm. back to you. Um, now, you guys do a lot of uh, investigative reporting and stuff on there. Uh, how much of the stuff that you've seen over the years online, just you know, yourself as an inv investigative reporter for the Conspiracy Journal, uh, I guess we can call you that, right? Investigative sure. Reporter. Yeah, we can call you that. Uh, you know, of the stuff you see online, you know, you do your own show, The Outer Edge, and you report a lot of stuff. You talk about new stuff and, all, and what's going on in the world. You know, how much of it do you believe when it comes to UFOs? Like, how much of it has it, you know, sunk in and said, you know what, I believe this percentage? What's going I don't, on reported? I, I try not to believe in anything. Seriously. Uh, because if you start believing in something, then it it shuts you it, it, it shuts you down. Um, you start to then to develop, you know, almost like a mythos around mm -hmm. things. And uh, if if new information then comes in that's contrary, to that, you're 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 going to have a a, a difficult time accepting that. Um, so believe be, believe in nothing. 
<laughs> seriously, now, I, I'm serious. I mean, uh, I, 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 I will tell you this. I mean, I do believe that uh, that there is unusual phenomena that surrounds us all the time. You know, yes. uh, we, we live in a strange universe. There's all we kinds call him of, the other guy. Yes, yeah, the, the other guy. guy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, what, what, as, what about me? What exactly? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I completely agree with you, uh, Tim. The other guy is crazy. But listen, um, <laughs> there's a report here on Open Minds, and I just linked it to you guys. I linked it to you guys on Skype here. I don't know if you, if you uh, looked at the link yet. Uh, this is something that gets it gets to, on the bottom of my skin. It gets me angry when I see stuff like this. Uh, when they report sightings or whatever of objects that people see, but there, there's no accompanying video, photograph, nothing. There's a drawing from like a third grader on this thing, mm. and this is what they're reporting as a uh, as a sighting. I mean, why even bother reporting something like this when you have no proof of anything? It, it's it, To me, it boggles the mind. Doesn't that just get you uh, completely like upset to see this kind of stuff continuously It's lazy. Happen? That's lazy journalism. Completely. I mean, this is a person who said, oh, yeah, I saw something. Here's a drawing. Great. Everybody has a smartphone these days. Everybody Everybody. has cameras. Why can't you get a – snap a picture for crying out loud. Do something that goes with what you're reporting. No, I'll draw it later. That's good enough. (laughs) And in crayon, no less. In crayon. I well, I'm gonna post I mean, this. They needed to I'm gonna post this, by the way. I'm gonna at least, yeah, it's green. And blue dots. Yes, yeah. and they and they did not color inside the lines. So they did not. I really thought when I first opened up this article, I thought it was like a third grader that had seen a UFO and drew a picture about it. This is what boggles the mind. I thought that's what the article was going to be about. I don't. I. <laughs> and this is on openminds.tv, by the way. A very strongly worded letter. The next time he reports <laughs> on something, Roger Marsh, shame on you. Should. Uh, do a little better job because it's such an important topic. It's a, and there's so much crap out there that if you're going to report on actual UFO sightings, can can we get something? A picture? Yes. Anything. anything. Uh, something. Like, uh, yeah. If look, it, this is just filler. I mean, this is really all it is. And look, I love open minds. I love Alejandro and the guys that work over there. They're all great. But this is like filler stuff that just clutters the internet with um, you know more hokey pokey stuff, which has nothing solid or concrete about it. Yeah, oh, great. They drew a third grader drew a drawing of a triangle. And that's a UFO. That's it. Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. That's the hot UFO report of the week. Well, I mean, I you know, I I think that it's this desire to to get this report uh, online as quickly as possible. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, well, it's 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 the day, it's the age that we live in. You know, I mean, we live mm-hmm. in a time of a twenty four hour news. And uh, 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 and that is one of the problems with that is that you know everybody has to try to scramble to 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 get that news on as quickly as they possibly possibly can and you know to to heck with the details we'll get that later you know but we have to be the first to get it on and you know yeah, you and see how the, many retractions have there been in the news you know uh, uh, over. Yeah. You know, some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we cannot confirm nor deny or right. affirm or make sense of anything that we're seeing here. That's right. I can neither yeah. confirm nor deny that right now it may or maybe not be 5 to 11 <laughs> on the East Coast. That's right. We cannot really exactly say for sure that it's going to be that time already right now that's tear and past. 
<laughs> Sorry. Responsibility no, you, in journalism. Boy, yeah, you got you hit it on the head there, though. <laughs> was that accurate enough? That was very, that was very accurate. accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. Yeah. Uh, but but that's what you know. That is what you are seeing with reports like this. I mean, what was? Uh, let's see. This was posted on yesterday, just uh, yesterday, September September twenty. And here I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna link you another one. This is now this is a repeat offense by the same person. Mm-hmm. Here's another link. And I'm going to post this also on our Skywatchers page on Facebook. Again, not to pick on Open Minds. I love Open Minds. They do a lot of good reporting on there. But every once in a while, you got to keep them honest. Because when they post stuff like this, here's a, and this one actually has a video. Not a very good video. And it's about 35 seconds long. It's a little dot in the sky. Now, being two little, a Skywatcher. Two little dots, it looks like. Yeah, well, just two, yeah, little dots. yeah two little dots for like a split second. And then mm-hmm. this one little dot. Uh, now, as a... Skywatcher myself and a person who's videotaped objects in the sky. I look at this and I'm saying, yeah, two planes coming at from pretty pretty far distance. That's really all it looks like to me. I mean, this would be more interesting if there had been a crop circle, if without or a crop circle, right. this right or something like. I mean, this this would have been yeah, because there are lots of you know orbs, crop circle, that sort of thing. Just two orbs but, in the sky. I'm like, did this light yeah, reflect off of something? It, like, what am I looking at? No, here? What? Is there an airport nearby? What's going on? Because I mean, look, well, I have hold on, I hold videotaped on. The other there. Thing is, is that we got to start videotaping even in the daytime using our night vision cameras? Because remember, That's not a bad idea. We, yeah. Remember, we had that whole thing about. Uh, a couple of months back about uh, people that are videotaping with night vision cameras and infrared cameras are catching some really amazing stuff that we cannot see with the human eye. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking it's like, yes, it's cloaking technology, at least to our visual spectrum, maybe. Possible. And maybe. Anybody ha- Maybe. Anybody have an idea on that one? I don't think I don't think this is cloaking technology. I think these are just two airplanes flying to the airport. That's all this is. Look, they're kind of close tape. for airplanes, though. No, but here's yeah, the thing. hang that's by an airport. Well, hold on, we just, just, hold on. No, no, no they're not that, that's screen. not that close. There's that's no, not that close. There's no real perspective there. There's no real. You can't tell what you know how many miles or how many feet away they are in that. Right, right. right. It's just blue sky, and you know, exactly. I mean, it says it says that. Let's see, the UFOs were crossing the sky from west to east at eight thirteen p.m. Uh, let's see. Where was this? Uh, in Virginia. So Virginia. eight eight thirteen p.m. So I don't I don't know. Uh, uh, oh no. Okay, this was on May tenth, two thousand fifteen. So yeah, the sun right. still would be up. Uh, so but I mean, you have the sun that's getting pretty close to the horizon. So yeah, you you could be right, uh, uh, Angel. These could be two planes that are you know that are uh, being that reflective. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That reflective, hold on, that reflective end, you must be taking a photo of it from coming head on. Yes, which, by the way, I've done myself. That's what I was trying to get at. I've actually videotaped airplanes coming towards me, and guess what they look like? Orbs in the sky. Oh, yeah. Two dots. Yeah, a little little orb in the sky. That's what it looks like. And if you sit there, if it's going right at you, you could sit there for a few minutes and record it for a few minutes, and it's the, the most... Incredible footage you could show online. People will believe it. They'll fall for it every time. And it's an airplane. Every time. I've done it. It's worked. It's full people. That's what this looks like to me. But look, at least this person tried with some video footage, right? right. There's something here. Yeah. Unlike the last one. Yeah. There's yeah. something. We can at least discuss uh, this. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, and with, uh, and I tell you something, with, with most of the cameras that are in uh, uh, phones uh, nowadays, I mean, yeah, you may be able to capture a picture or even capture a video, but the quality mm-hmm. just isn't that great. No, no. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it still proves nothing. I mean, and people who have taken shots with good cameras of relatively close UFOs, there's still that uh, uh, still unexplained phenomena where the pictures are always blurry. And, uh-huh. I mean, and you've got, I mean, you've got, you've, you've got photographers who are, who, who know what they're doing and are mystified on why their pictures, you know, look like hell, yeah. <laughs> when, you know, when they come out. So, I mean, no there, there's something, there's something else going on, you know, when it comes to some of these legitimate UFO photographs and, and, and why they, why they look so bad. You know, of course there's, uh, a, I agree. well, there's all kinds of theories, you know, the energy fields or, or, you know, personally, I just think the UFOs just don't want to have their pictures taken. <laughs> well, that well, and the, the UFOs you're, you're, are the people inside the UFOs. No, but here's, here's the thing. If you're, if you're taking a picture of something that's flying at a top rate of speed or, or it's flying and moving around at any speed, the chances of it being a really clear picture are very dim anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Yep. Anyway, we're all out of time on this segment. Tim, as always, you have been absolutely fascinating, sir. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, by the way, give everybody your website addresses as usual so they can follow your That's work. That's right. Plug it and pimp it. Plug it, plug it, plug it, plug it. All right. It's uh, conspiracyjournal.com. It's as simple as that, conspiracyjournal.com. You can uh, go there and sign up for the free weekly email newsletter. Yes, there are still some of us who send out free weekly email newsletters. (laughs) Very cool. And uh, the show's on uh, when again? It's on Sunday nights at midnight. Very cool. On, On the PSN Radio Network. Yes, yes. And I also saw recently you started a show with uh, Tim Beckley. That's wow. right. That's right. I uh, co-host uh, with Tim on the, uh, uh, the the new KCOR digital radio network out of Las Vegas. Oh, very cool. Yep, yep, yep. Shout of course. out to Tim. Well, you know, when you're with Tim Beckley, I mean, I basically need to sit back and, you know, I'm kind of like Ed McMahon. You know, That's right, sir. That's about as much I can get in edgewise. You're correct, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I remember those days. I yes. remember Tim for a while. I remember. <laughs> Guys, we'll be back in a little bit with our guest of the second hour, Mr. Tito Puentes Jr. We're going to talk a little bit about his uh, family background, his life, and his interest in the subject of ufology. Stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is Skywatchers Radio. researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOStore.com. Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant
instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. live back on Skywatchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Digital Network and of course P. 
PSN Radio, and we're about an hour away from Art Bell's big show tonight, but before that, we have a huge guest on the line with us right now, <laughs> and a man who comes from royalty, really. I mean, Latin America knows this man's family like uh, like you would know Elvis Presley or Michael Jackson or, or somebody like that, and even North America. I mean, your father was legendary here also. I'm talking to Tito Puentes Jr., the one, the only. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio, my friend. So Thanks glad for having, having me, guys. Appreciate it. Um, I'm glad that we finally got together and we got to do this. And um, uh, Sky Watchers, very interesting. I like the name. <laughs> Thank you. We try. We try. Yeah. Now yeah. it's funny because you know you know Yaniel. He's a he's a good buddy of mine, and uh, you know Pedro, who's one of my best friends. I've known him yeah. forever. And Yaniel uh, tells me he goes, "Hey Tito, uh, you know, uh, let's get him on your show." And I'm like, "Does Tito know that we do a ufology show?" And he's like, "Yeah, he loves that kind of stuff." And I was like, yeah. "Really? That, that's yeah, great. Yeah. That's awesome." So, what got you interested? Because I mean, you know, your family background obviously is all music related. I mean, one of the greatest musicians yeah. of all times is your dad, and you're an accomplished musician. You know, you're one of the best musicians also. So, what got you kind of interested in, in this topic? Uh, well, no. Uh, prior to, to your question, Yaniel slept on my couch last night. <laughs> he was hanging out all night with his, both of his new babies. Right? Nice. So he was hanging out with his wife and the kids, at, and they were hanging out all night. So he woke up this morning. I'm like, hey, don't forget about the show tonight. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so hopefully he's listening in. So. Shout out and to him. He's a great cat. He's a really good friend. Yes. So thank, I want to thank him personally for de- de- connecting me with you guys. Um, I tell you, being junior and the son of the great Mambo legend, Tito Puente, has been just truly an honor. My, my old man was just one of the greatest mm-hmm. of all time in the Latin music world, and uh, I can go on and on about him, but, but you guys could just Google Puente and, and understand that um, the impact that he's left on this planet as far as Latin music is concerned. Um, he just was something really, truly amazing. It was great growing up, you know, being in, being his son and uh, traveling around the world. I'd never seen, you know, the planet. The world is so much smaller now after, uh, you know, traveling with him 200 concerts mm. per year for like 50 years, and it's like world record, 186 albums, Seven-time Grammy Award winner, 14 nominations, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a suspect on The Simpsons, who shot Mr. Burns. Yes, that's right. He was. Yes. <laughs> he was. Forgot about that. Yes. He was. He was. <laughs> that's great. He was shot Mr. Burns. It was Tito Puente. It was there. And he was on a, you know so many different movies, Mambo Kings, Hundred and Dangerous. And, uh, I mean, the list goes on. Iconic. It was just yeah, an, he's an, icon. an amazing career. Just an amazing career. And I was truly honored uh, to lived to the age of 29 to spend time with him and and he was just uh you know it's it, it's amazing every time i do a concert I'm, I'm actually in atlanta tonight we're doing a concert on friday but i'm here uh doing some promotion you know prior to the show and and every time we do i do a show you know i i feel his presence his spirit he's always always there you know and the people remember his music and they, and they see him in me i just don't have the white hair yet but that's going to come real soon. <laughs> it's sad, but it happens uh, to all of us, my friend. Knock yeah, on wood, my friend. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. I have five children. I have five kids, so I'm oh, surprised I don't have, have gray. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised I don't have five. I'm, I'm surprised I don't have any five gray hairs yet, but it's coming soon. Is there, is there a Tito, uh, Tito Puentes the third? There the, is. The There's a Tito Puente Jr. Jr. There is Oh, one. goodness. <laughs> 
Yeah, is he showing any any uh, signs of music ability at all? Is he interested in music? Absolutely not. No signs of oh. doing anything but watching watching SpongeBob SquarePants. That's it. Six years oh, old, well, and uh, you know just, he's a great kid. You know, he just goes to school. You know, he's he's really young, but he knows who his grandfather is. You know, and grandpa's on the moon. Oh, he's seven. I'm sorry, my wife corrected me. He's seven. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, he's a great kid. He's a great kid, but shows no signs of music just yet. Um, but uh, he's a, he's definitely a character. I mean, he's funny, you know. So he, he's, he tells jokes, and you know. But uh, I think he's, I think hey, they say talent skips a generation, so he's gonna do great. <laughs> yeah, no, you never know. Maybe he'll be a rapper. You know, he's in Miami. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Right, it could be. Yeah, you never know. So, he'll be the first Tito Puente rapper in the family. Yeah, be a Latin <laughs> rapper. You know, he's, he's he's into Star Wars and SpongeBob, and you know, he's, he's, a and he's doing all the kid things. You just yeah, you know, now yeah. I'm a fan of your son. See, that's just that's what happened. I'm a Star Wars fanatic, so now yeah, nothing wrong with being a Star Wars. Fan. Oh yeah, so, none at all. Everybody that is Star Wars. So, there you go. I've met people who are not Star yeah. Wars fans. I don't like them. Oh, I, you know it's funny. No. I had a, I had a, I an amazing experience this week. I met a uh, young lady, uh, not in that manner. Was, I was some, I was helping somebody at work, and um, and she comes up to me and she sees my phone that has a Star Wars banner on it for The Force Awakens, and she goes, "Oh, Star Wars!" And I'm and I look at it, and I'm like, "This girl's a beautiful girl, not the type of person you you know think would be interested in Star Wars." And you know, no, present company excluded. You know, pistol. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's all, right. it's all right. Oh, she's like, I love Star Wars. She's like, oh, I love Star. Star yeah, she's like, I love Star Wars, and oh my god, I can't wait for the new movie coming out. And and I had like a five minute conversation with her about Star Wars, and it blew my mind just how many people Star Wars actually has touched over the years. It's amazing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Some people made some very interesting life choices just because of Star Wars. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. You know, growing up with your dad, was your dad at all ever interested in, uh, you know, space or ufology or anything of this uh, kind of stuff? Um, it, uh, I'm, pardon me, I didn't hear what you said. Into uh, uh, astrology, yeah, growing, is that what you said? Yeah, no, no. Growing up, did your father ever show any interest in ufology, you know, UFOs, uh, space or an alien contact or extraterrestrial? Did oh. he ever uh, talk to you about that kind of stuff at all? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I gotta tell you, some of the, some of the fans have to be aliens. <laughs> some of these concerts, <laughs> I'm telling you, because, uh, we've seen our, our, you know, traveling around the world, we meet all kinds of characters, so we get a, get a little, uh, <laughs> we get uh, all types of, of, of people that come into the shows, and some of them know how to dance outside really, really good, and some of them just don't have rhythm at all. And, uh, uh, no, he never really showed any sign of that, but, but he would, he would, he, 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 it's funny because he had a, a bunch of records and one of them was called out of this world and it had a star on it and it was him on the moon. And, and I got to tell you, spiritually though, my father said he wanted to be the first Puerto Rican to play on the moon. So nice. I think he's there right now and he's probably performing up there <laughs> and uh, him, he's a, uh, you know, he was always into, uh, he always looked at the moon. I think he had this fascination with the moon. He just talked about it a lot. He's like, I'm going to be the first Puerto Rican. Or I'm going to call up NASA and, and tell him to put my drums on the moon somehow. You know, so just wild. Uh, he just had his imagination. But uh, one day, maybe I might even do that. I'm going to call up NASA one of these days or, or a space program, send those timbales up there in a rocket. I think um, we're going we're we're to start a petition to the White yeah. House to make this happen. This is an, an absolutely brilliant idea. <laughs> Right, right. I think it could work. It could work. Yeah. So, 
I think you could. If anybody's behind that, uh, please uh, follow along on, uh, on skywatchersreader.com because that's actually something I'm thinking about doing. It's a great idea. Tito Puente Senior's yeah. Tamal is up in, uh, up in the moon. Hell yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> What? How many how many billions will that cost? By the way, just to send Tito Puentes uh, to Bali. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been I reading mean, stuff a lot about of... there. Gonna, you can get buried on the moon now. You legitimately, they will send yeah. to the moon, so it can't be that difficult anymore. I don't know about the cost of that sort of thing, but literally, like, did... you, can, like you just Google it. You can when you you can get your ashes sent to the moon because that's a great. How is idea. that possible? We don't go to the moon that moon. often. How, how is that even possible? Like I'm telling you, it's about, um, it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It's okay. Wow. I can top that one. Did you know that we actually have a second moon? What? You lie. No, I'm not. And Take why out have what I, I never just seen stuck. it? Yeah, I just stuck that on your uh, nice little Skype there. Apparently, there's a near-Earth asteroid that actually could qualify technically as our second moon because of the way it's orbit around us. There's so I'll let you go. You're a, big, you're a big dirty liar. No, I did yeah. Oh, no, I'm you, sorry. I sent it to the wrong didn't post, person. Hang yeah, on. I posted it on this Skype. Sorry, I posted it to someone else on Skype. There you go. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, there you go. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. There. I, I, well, I don't know if Mr. Puente is on Skype or not. But, uh, no, no, no. We're calling his, uh, his phone. Okay. So you have a, you're you in Atlanta now, right? That's where you're at right now? You're up in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, we're up oh. here in Atlanta. You know, we did the concert this weekend. And, uh, music, man. That's, that's, my, that's my bag, and it's, it's been fantastic. And uh, got a nice ten-piece orchestra, and uh, it's going to be something special. Uh, this now, Friday you any... night, we're playing at Georgia Tech. We're playing at Georgia Tech at the university. Now, let me ask you: Do you put? Have you put a record out recently? Uh, is there any records out in the in the near future? Do people yeah. put records out anymore? Uh, CDs, I should say, not records. But I mean, is there yeah. any music uh, in stores coming out soon? Um, I just, well, my most recent one was called Got Mambo, and you can go to gotmambo.com or check it out on Amazon and or CD Baby, and I, uh, that's my latest one. I have some fantastic singers on there, and, and uh, I did a couple. I redid a couple of my father's old songs from 1950s and 60s, and, and I did them in more modern style, uh, and then I did a couple of originals too, and uh, it's really something uh, special. I, I love the, the album. Everybody's you know, raving about it as far as the dancers are concerned. And uh, they really enjoy the up-tempo music. I didn't do any ballads or anything like that. It's was, it was a lot of up-tempo mambo music. And um, I'm going to be working on the my third. Go figure. My dad has 186 albums. I only have four. I have a long way to go. <laughs> you got to play some catch. Yeah, you got to play, play yeah. catch up here. Get to work. Yeah. Well, this I is what happens, Crystal, with generations. Yeah, the, the, yeah you know, you the, know, the, all the generations I, just I, get I lazier and lazier. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, these kids tie me up, man. But I gotta get that record going. But hopefully, next by next summer, I'll have another LP out. And uh, you know, we're, we're, of course, I'm always touring. You know, I mean, this is a constant thing. We're every weekend. You know, we're somewhere else on the planet. We're heading out to Africa in uh, a couple of months, and then uh, we're going to a place called Senegal and Dakar to perform out there. And then we're gonna go to Dubai for the Grand Prix. So taking the Mambo music overseas, you know getting everybody to do the cha-cha-cha over in, 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 the, in the Middle East. And, uh, how, how, big and then, is, uh, how big is uh, this music now overseas? I mean, this is, uh, it's caught on over, obviously, the last 40 years, but, I mean, how big has it gotten, really, uh, in the last 10 years over there, where there's so many more tours now for Latin artists going yeah. overseas, which, which never happened you. as much before. This is an amazing right. thing happening now. It's amazing to me, too. I mean, I get the calls from overseas a lot, and we go over there. We just came from London and Greece, and we did some fantastic touring out there in Portugal and Spain, especially Barcelona and, of course, Madrid. 
I mean, just Europe has always embraced my father's music and embraced Latin jazz and Latin music altogether. Um, there's a contingency of Latinos that live over there, and not even Latin people are listening to this stuff. I'm doing like the North Sea Jazz Festival up there in Norway, Sweden, <laughs> Finland. Nice. You know, I was talking to some guy in Ireland and Scotland. They were like, hey, we do a salsa congress over here, man. See if we can get you out there. And of course, you know, in Japan, they, they, they just go crazy for, this, for the stuff, and, and uh, you know, Thailand. And uh, the Indonesia went out there a few times, and it's really cool places. We went recently to Nepal, which was nice. quite interesting. This was, of course, prior to the devastating earthquake, but mm. um, it was really something special to see this big concert out there, Jazz Mandu, and me and my wife went out there and just saw some amazing things and never thought that people would know Oye Como Va in the, on the bottom of Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so, so catchy that everybody can, just, it's so catchy that everybody can learn those lyrics, though, Tito. Everybody knows it. It's like Macarena. <laughs> exactly, yes, yes. Oh, I don't know the whole lyrics of Macarena. All I know is, hey, Macarena, that's it. There but you know lyrics. enough. There, there are that's no lyrics. There are actually lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, oh, really? it's, all I know. it's hilarious. Every time I perform the tune, Oye Como Va, everybody knows it. Of course, it was my father's signature standard song, and Carlos Santana did a rock version in 1970s, and it just became a worldwide hit. So, you know, every time we travel, we go around the world, we, we just flabbergasted, and we're like, wow, look at that. These people know the words, and, and the audience just, you know, they gyrate to the music, and it's just one of those tunes. It's like, uh, you know, Goya Gaynor, I Will Survive, or Macarena, or, you know, just really catchy tune, and everybody loves it, and, and I think that's what really drives uh, drives Latin music today. I mean, really hot stuff, so. That, that's, yeah, that's one of... That's one of uh, Carlos Santana's biggest hit, isn't it? Uh, or you come about the rock version? I would think so. Yeah, yeah, I would say that it is. So he's always giving my father credit for the tune, and, and you know, and I'm, you know, I perform it all the time, and it's just man, people just love to eat it up. I mean, it's really something special. I was on a couple of cruise ships <laughs> a couple of years ago, and they were playing the tune, and people just loving it, and you know, everybody knows the song. You can be from Iowa, man, in the middle of uh, middle of America, and they they know the song. You know, they just know it all around the world. Just uh, something really, you know. It, it, I don't understand how my father's music penetrated, you know, so many different people and touched so many lives. And that's really the most amazing aspect of what I do is that when I perform this music, I, I see the, the people's faces and and how they just react to it. And it's just something really something special. I'm blessed to, to to be his son, and I'm honored to play his music. And you know, I, every every show I say I'm not Enrique Iglesias, people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because <laughs> Julio and Enrique kind of have that, you know, that 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 kind of differentiation, you know. But um, I try to I try my best to keep his music alive, you know. And people really, really attend to concerts and sold out, man. This Friday, I'm happy about that. That's a beautiful but, thing. It is, yeah. it, you know. And it's funny because a lot of artists, uh, kids who uh, go on to become artists themselves, tend to like shy away from giving their parents any uh, props in, in their careers. Yeah, I think it's it's awesome when somebody does that and actually. Uh, I embrace know, it, man. I embrace it, and, and yeah. people are amazed by. It. They're like, "Wow, you know, uh, to play." You know, of course, I get compared to my father all the time. You know, I don't think I could ever replace him. It's hard to replace an icon, a legend, a genius. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, you know, philanthropist, you know, he did so many different things in the world yep. that were just, you know, iconic, you know, but uh, keeping his music alive is what I'm really, my whole, you know, my whole projection doing this. And, uh, you know, I embrace it. I really embrace it. I'm blessing my mom and my brother and my sister. And they, they all love what I do and my family backs it up. And, 
you know, as soon as I feel good about doing it, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing anything but sharing this music. I mean, young kids that come to the concerts are really something special, too, because I see them, and they're like, they don't even know who Tito Puente was. And they're waiting to see this guy come out with gray hair and come out on stage, and they see me, and they're like, wow. You know, and then the, the, the grandmothers, you know, the, the, and the, the Italians and the Jews from Brooklyn, they come out to the shows, and they're like, wow, you look like your father. You look amazing, <laughs> just like him back in the 1950s, you know. And they just think that they eat it up, man. It's really something wild, you know, how, how uh, you know, how just the, just a spinning image. I guess that's really the scary part about it. You know, and, here's uh, how, here's how important your father was to Latin America, Tito. Uh, my father, who's an elderly uh, man, and uh, he he speaks nothing of English. I mean, his language is Spanish. That's all he speaks. Has never had a, a little, not even as much as, as a small interest in listening to this show because he can't understand it. The moment he heard that I'm having you on the show, he said, the first thing he said was, is he going to be in Spanish? And I said, no, it's in English. Dad. And he said, well, why the hell would you tell me this thing? Why would you tell me? You don't want to listen to this. This is, this is, my God, what would you do this to me? He was upset for two days he didn't talk to me because we were going to do a Spanish show. <laughs> well, muchas gracias, y'all. <laughs> y'all, y'all, really y'all. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. I have never, oh, I've never seen him that. I've never seen him that angry, Tito. T-shirts that say that. I'm telling you, take care. Tell the same. Muchas gracias, y'all. Do it, please. Don't <laughs> fit. Muchas gracias, y'all. We're gonna put that on yeah. the shirt. That's a, that's a Skywatchers original. We're gonna put that that's on the shirt. It. That's yeah. it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, yeah, it's man. it's amazing the reach that your dad did have. Now you're obviously you know you're following his footsteps. Obviously, you've been doing this for a long, long time. Um, how long you, you have, you've been studying music pretty much your whole life since you've been around your dad? Man. How long was he studying music, and you know, compared to you? Wow. Well, he was studying it when he was, of course, you know, back in World War One. He was, you know, he was learning on a on a ship in the Navy. So he was playing instruments back then. So my father played like thirteen different instruments, and he went to Juilliard School of Music. So he really was like a street musician from his childhood. He was a prodigy of Spanish Harlem and and New York. And he just made, you know, something just from the street go worldwide, and which, mm. which he did. Um, me, personally, I was playing, I never liked Latin music. I started out playing rock and heavy metal, man. I'm, I I'm remember, a Bon Jovi yeah. fan, and yeah. yeah, Metallica, Slayer, and all, and all that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just a metalhead. My dad would come downstairs, I had a band <laughs> called Monoxide, and uh, wow, that's hair, definitely metal. And drums and, <laughs> that's serious. Yeah. Does yeah, any of that yeah, like blend into your music right now? That that love that you had, how you started out with that. I don't know if you can. Yeah, I I can it's a, it's, a, it's a, you confuse those two together in any way. Uh, that I I think the, the, yeah, I think it can happen. Death like, metal, metal with the mambo music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's metal, that's metal with mambo. I think I'm trying some way to come and put it together. It's got to be a way to do it. <laughs> oh but, yeah, go move on. Why not? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, I yeah. love it when, when genre, when music genres, they come together like that. I love that. I mean, I've heard some really great stuff. So, I mean, why not? There you go. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Oh, yeah. So, what, what turned you around, though? What what got you interested in, in going in this direction and leaving the rock stuff behind? Uh, you know, I'm just traveling with him. That's what it was. So, when I traveled with him, what I connected with was what he was playing on stage. He's like, don't, don't, you know, don't try to copy, just trying to listen. And I was listening to, I, I was always playing, 
you know, two, four times in music at two, four times as, you know, straight rock, you know, and pop music. Um, he was playing something called clave, which is three, two time and two, three on the clave, like the bells. And that's what really the driving force behind for Latin music, which is the conga, timbale and bongo. And that's right. what you hear, like, you know, with Gloria Stefan music and all Latin music has those three elements in it. And that's what I was starting to gravitate towards. And I said, wow, listen to that. And then the more I travel with him and the more I set up his drums, <laughs> you know, I was setting up his drums. Of course, what am I going to do? I'm going to start whacking on him. And that's what happened. You know, I started <laughs> playing him that way. And then it's great. I still love my drum set, though, man. I go into Sam Ash or any of these, you know, music stores and I'll sit there for hours. My wife, you know. You said that you start playing Stairway. You start playing Stairway to Heaven. Just you start playing Stairway to Heaven. Just a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Zeppelin, man, all the way. Love Zeppelin. I mean, you know, John Bottom all the way. One of my favorites. You know, I'm I'm so into like the rock stuff. It's 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 just hilarious because you would never you wouldn't think that when you come to a concert and you see this guy playing, you know, the Ricky Ricardo music, and it's like, wait a minute, (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute, he's a Phil Collins fan. (laughs) I don't get it. Nothing uh, <laughs> wrong with that, my friend. Uh, guys, we're going to take a quick yeah, commercial yeah. break. Uh, when we come back, we have yeah. another half hour with Tito Puentes Jr. If you guys want to call in and get any questions, please do so. 786-245-8127. Open lines. Questions are there for you to ask. So uh, stick around. This is Sky Watchers Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, 
and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. All right, the world-famous Skywatchers Radio is back on air for another 30 minutes of fun radio. Open lines 786-245-8127. As always, after this show, the big guy Art Bell comes back for a full slate of greatness. That's right, three hours of Art Bell, and then followed by that, we're going to have Richard C. Hoagland on the network. So stick around for that all night. This is Dark Matter Digital all night, guys. It's amazing. All night long. Oh, all night. All night. Anyway, but right now... <laughs> We're now joined we by Lyle, greatness. Man. See? Oh, Lyle's, he's awesome, <laughs> We were talking music. I'm sorry. Just went yes, we're talking to a musician. Tito Puentes Jr. is on with us, and we are we have him for another half hour, so if you guys want to call in and ask him anything, do so, 786-245-8127. Again, but make sure it's number. fascinating. Yes, you, remember, that's the number one rule. Have to be absolutely <laughs> fascinating when you call in. Oh, now, or else. Tito. We've covered your background, you know, we've, we've talked about your dad, and we've talked about, you know, growing up yeah. in the music industry and growing up with such a, a rich history with your dad, I mean, an amazing icon. Um, you know, yeah. your interests now, you know, let's, let's go a little bit deeper into uh, what this show particularly is about, which is sky watching, sky watchers, aliens, ETs, contract astrology, all that good stuff that goes on in, in the skies. What interested you particularly in this subject? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm always been, you know, just... Always looking up. <laughs> I guess. Same here. Um, I've always been fascinated by by the whole alien. You know, there has to be something else out there. I mean, uh, I, I look at my kids too, and they're like, "Hey, you know, they they believe in, of course, anything." They're just yes. novice, you know, and they're children. But but when I was their age, I would think the same way. You know, I think we're all looking at it. the world is a very small place, especially now in the digital era. And then I travel around the world so you know so much that to me the world is really really small. And, you know, there's got to be something else out there. And I think when I was a kid, I, I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff in the sky. And, and trust me, it wasn't because I left the keg party early. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I see some, some some really amazing things, you know, in New York skies, above New York. But, of course, everybody thinks, of course, it's the lights from the buildings or anything like that. But, but I live in the outskirts of New York. I live in an area called Rockland County. And it was in the mountains areas. And, uh, you know. It was, I always, I always looked up and tried. Everybody finds the Big Dipper and they try to find well, your astrology sign or or anything of that nature. And it's really fascinating stuff. I I have an app for that too. I have it on my phone. Does that mean I'm, I'm like it's weird? <laughs> now that just means yeah. you're one of us. What yeah. No. Nah. Nah, I like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting what you guys talk about on the show. I love it. Do you do you get the feeling that maybe you've had a little bit more than just some sightings? Have you ever gotten that feeling like you maybe you've been visited at all? 
wow, visited. Well, like I said, and definitely at the concerts, they they come visit me all the time. <laughs> a lot Not of, those kind of aliens. Know, I, I don't want to make fun of my fans, but you know, I, I, I've seen some really wild characters. I'm like, these people are not from this planet. You know, you know which um, actually that that goes with what we said earlier on the show before we had you on that if one day right. we do meet aliens, they're gonna look a lot like us, maybe just slightly awkward or different. Maybe you are meeting yeah. some aliens. I mean, and you know, maybe we are. Ass. Music is mass, so it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me that, you know, you, I mean, especially how much music that you do and your father did. I mean, mm-hmm. it's out yeah. there. It's out yeah. on the radio waves. goes, you know, he, maybe he is on the moon playing right now. Who knows these types of things? Yeah. But, I mean, they'd hear you. They'd hear you more likely before they'd ever hear us. So it's possible mm-hmm. they came. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, maybe some radio waves are hitting them all out, out there somewhere, but yeah, At least I would think so. good music they're listening to. Don't listen to Justin Bieber. We apologize for Justin Yes, we apologize for that. For <laughs> Justin Bieber, yes. and, and Puff Daddy. We're sorry like for Puff Daddy, too. I thousand Justin Bieber fans that are listening right now. I'm so sorry, but come on, really, guys? <laughs> no, believe me. Believe me, uh, Crystal. There's not one Justin Bieber fan listening. They're not old enough to stay up this late. <laughs> <laughs> Not old enough. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm here all week. <laughs> yeah, all right, oh, man. Me. I, no, but it, it is. It, yeah, you're not going to. I am going to. You know. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. going back to what we're talking about, you know, it is funny because, you know, everybody does have the, an inept uh, interest in, uh, in ufology, or even if they don't realize that there is an interest of, you know, knowing what else is out there. Is there any life on other planets? Is, are we the only, uh, you know, game in the, in the party or is it just us uh, are we alone uh, I don't think we are but I mean deep down in your soul what do you think do you think that we're alone do you think that this is it I definitely don't think this is it I, I, I there has to be something else right I, what was that movie it was called Contact I think it was like yes. man it was, Jodie Foster I think it was Jodie Foster that's right and she mentioned something like I think to, to the point of a you know if you or her father mentioned something like you know well that's a whole waste of space right right yeah. I mean if there's nothing else out there there is a whole waste of space there has to be something else out there I mean uh, I've always believed that you know and to me there, there has to be another dimension of some sort and and uh people are there or other life forms are there and i'm so happy we finally got out to pluto <laughs> that took a while <laughs> no kidding yeah now, now we know it's actually there and it's big enough that maybe it, it'll be classified as a planet maybe no maybe, maybe. yeah maybe i miss pluto yeah. as a planet that's just that was that was sad and devastating it was. Yeah, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's coming back. I mean, it's bad enough. It's bad enough that it, it, it's called Pluto for crying out loud. That's bad I enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Scorpio, so that was like my astrological planet. They you know what I'm saying? Away. They just and, took and, it. and mm-hmm. they just took it. You don't have an astrological planet anymore. No, now, I don't. They took it and you know, first of all his name is Pluto and then they, they had the, the nerve to call it a dwarf planet. To just make it feel worse. You know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> scientists are rude. They're so rude. So They're rude. So yeah. But you know what's funny though, Tito, your your family's music is yeah. so out there and your your dad's music is so iconic that I guarantee you if there is life forms like an Alpha Centauri somewhere, right now there's an alien somewhere listening to Oye Como Va and they are just <laughs> loving it. They do. There's an alien dancing the mambo and cha cha cha. Yes, he is. They are <laughs> loving it. It'll be really funny yeah. if one day the aliens really do come down here and they disclose themselves to us. And as the alien ships are landing and the trap doors open to let them out, <laughs> you hear the music in the background. Oh yeah, come on. Man. <laughs> and it's just it's blasting. They're just coming out like, hey, como esta? What's up, everybody? Hey, yeah, good yeah. times. <laughs> I would not doubt it. You know, there's a. We went to Mexico uh, last year, 
and we went uh-huh. to go visit the, um, of course, the the Mayan Mayan uh, um, the pyramids over there uh-huh. in Mexico oh, City, and they have their man. Oh man, it was so cool, and we climbed all the way to the top, and I think it's three hundred and sixty-five steps. Of right. course, so that's a calendar year, and uh-huh. they, I don't know how they came up with this stuff, but I know that that it, it was built just like just the dimensions of the whole entire area was just like to the T. The footage and the square footage and all that—it was just something really, really something amazing to see. And I guess the Mayans have something to do with that. <laughs> you think <laughs> they're yeah. really good builders? <laughs> now, have you been out to Egypt and seen the the uh, Grand Pyramids of Egypt, the Great I Pyramids? I have not been to Egypt yet, yet, and I, I do have a desire and a wanting to go there. And that's uh, the closest I've been to is Morocco, but I think I'm going to get out there uh, soon and go out to Egypt because uh, hey, they got like Mambo too. You know, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? There you yeah, go. That's on my bucket list, by the way, going to see the Great Pyramids. That's I got to oh, do that before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the world right there, man. That's that's something really something to see. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing you know. when you look at it because you know you traveled around the world, you've seen this planet. You know, you've seen you know lots of things that yeah. we have not seen here on the show because of your family and your background. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you go to yeah. some of these places and you see some of these things like the Great Pyramids, or if you ever go by Stonehenge or any of these uh, these land you know mm-hmm. landmarks, when you see these things and you see how old they are. It really puts into perspective humanity and what we're doing on this planet and how little we know about our own history. Because we Absolutely. really know very, very uh, yeah. little. I mean, the Sphinx yeah. is many, many more thousands of year, years older than the uh, actual pyramids, uh, the Great Sphinx of, of, uh, of Egypt. Uh, just just mm-hmm. that alone, that boggles the mind, how old this thing is. And it was put there by men, right? I would think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 those ancient gods and those, the, all that whole... I, man, I love the mummy. <laughs> just the movie is just awesome. <laughs> that is one of my favorite movies, too. When Rachel yeah. left, I stopped watching it, but that, yeah, it was good. Isn't it great? And then he whips uh, out the was. cat and he goes in, falls into sand. It's, I mean, that's so cool. All that, this, the hieroglyphics and just the whole pyramid, the whole Egypt, the whole gods and of you know everything it's just so fascinating it's just really something fascinating and i think that uh, i did go to the holy land and i was there uh, a couple of years back i went to israel and and went to jerusalem and wow that was really something remarkable because the spirituality there is so heavy and you feel it you know uh, it's just such a great presence of just uh different religions and and life itself and the creation of it, and you know, and, well, it's just it's really, really something. So I went checked out the Dead Sea. That was something really cool too. And and it was great. Go figure. You know, the the, the Jewish people of Israel, they love mambo music too. <laughs> Everybody loves. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hate to I hate to break yeah. it to you, Tito. Everybody lo- loves a little mambo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so too. We did a show in a lot. You know, it's funny. I'm telling you these places I went, I go to. You would think, eh, yeah, he's probably in New York or L.A. You know. Miami, where all the Latins are at. Man, we go to Alaska. We were in Alaska a couple of years back, and you know, you would think, what? You go to Alaska and play mambo music. You know, we go to these really far out places, and 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 that's where I see the historical, you know, and all, and I get to interact with the world and itself. I'm more that guy that likes to go out and, you know, when we travel, we try to see as many things as we can before the limited time that we're there, and. uh and it's it's some some really fascinating, remarkable things uh, by traveling, and how much music has taken to me, the taken me to those places. 
you know, I would never be able to get there if it wasn't for like the music that we're doing. So, um, mm-hmm. really cool. Egypt's really, definitely on my bucket list. So I'm, I'm going to have that <laughs> one marked off real sooner than later. Do you ever feel like you you were privileged in life for you know by being able to grow up with a, such an amazing background and father? I mean, uh, does that ever creep, creep up in your mind? Like, said, damn, I, I was you know, so lucky. Yeah, I I I count my blessings every day. However, there was a word my father used to tell me. He's like, you know, this word and trying to avoid it. It's called nepotism, which mm. is being, of course, born into someone with a silver spoon in your mouth and all that, and it was right, very privileged right, right. life. And I, I I don't know if I felt that because he was never really home. So when I was home, it was just me and my sister. My mom was raising us, and he was always on the road. So I didn't feel that until I went on the road with him. And then, he, of course, he had limousines and tour buses and all that. And I guess you thought, I kind of just grew into that. Now, I was, of course, you know, the rock guy, heavy metal. So I was like, oh, man, this is cool. Why did they give, why did they give a tour bus to this mambo king over here? You know? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. You know? You know, this is for like rock stars, and I, I, I didn't look at it that way. But I think today I am very privileged and honored and blessed that my mom's still alive today, and, and my sister happens to be a meteorologist in New oh, York. Very nice. There you go. Yeah, yeah. My, that's my close. Sister Audrey. <laughs> yeah, she works on Fox Five. She's been a meteorologist for about fifteen years, oh, cool. and she's moved from different networks, you know. But she's really, really, you know, good at it, I guess. And it's, it's, you know, it's go figure. You would think that she would have gravitated towards music, but she mm-hmm. didn't, you know, and she went, she went towards meteorology and just got a master's in it. And she's fantastic. And I, she's, I can't walk down the street anymore with her because everybody recognizes her and they don't even know who the hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they go to like, oh, you're, the way you report the, the, the news, the, the way you report the weather, it's amazing. Did she, does she get that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> are you kidding awesome. me? They're like, here, take a picture of me and your sister. And they hand me their softballs. So <laughs> Total oh, fanboys of the meteorologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. She and she doesn't like mentioning me at all. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's my brother, the musician." You know, <laughs> she doesn't say anything. That's like, my brother, oh, that's my baby. She's like, "That's my baby, bro." Oh, and what do you do? Well, you take pictures. <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Listen, we're joined by uh, by a caller. Caller, you're live on the air on Skywatchers Radio with Tito Puentes Jr. Welcome. Hey, I was just wondering, um, since his dad is so famous, mm-hmm. if he has a kind of uh, memory of maybe somebody super famous that he met that kind of blew him away as opposed oh, to, you know, I mean, like, uh, I, I'm not really that familiar with um, Latin music, although I do know the name um, Tito Quintus, but I'm just wondering if there was somebody because he said like rock. I was just wondering if he had met any celebrities that, that, uh, that blew your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would tell. I would. Uh, I, I can't. I can't tell you the slew and the plethora. <laughs> I have to use these words of Big words. amazing artists that I've met that have blown me away. And just and you know we're talking Jacksons and and Quincy Jones and I mean I can go on and on and just what's funny is that the rock gods to me that I've met to me like Rush 
Neil Peart, one of the most greatest drummers in the world. You know, he's sure an icon to me. So to, I don't know if that's famous to anybody else, but to me, he was. I look up to him so highly. And it was funny because my father would think that of like Gene Krupa and you know, and uh, Ella Fitzgerald, Duke Ellington, Count Basie. Those were his icons and his mentors. Um, you know, Santana. Definitely, you know, he was one of those rock gods that I looked at mm -hmm. up to, and I still do. And of course, that's a lot of people think I'm related to. She yeah, I mean, there's, there's just I can go on and on, but I've met so many. That's interesting that Neil Peart is one of those guys because he's not like um, traditionally rhythmic. Right. I guess maybe that's just my own kind of deal. But like, if you listen to Neil Peart and you listen to so Car Carlos Santana, it's not anywhere. They seem exactly opposite, or maybe that's just me. Right. Uh, well, uh, from popular belief, I look at more of the musicians as my mentors and people that I I, I really focus in on. I mean, that you know, anybody, about, of course, I I have never met Mr. Jackson, Mr. Michael Jackson, when he was alive. But, I mean, that's really a superstar status. But to me, you know, Quincy Jones, somebody like that, or or somebody uh, uh, in the in the production. <laughs> My wife says you met Jermaine. That's like that's like that's like that's like meeting yeah. Ozzy Canseco. That's you know that's it's cool, but it's not it's like Ozzy yeah. Canseco. It's, it's not as cool. I'm, yeah, I met Tito and you know, the other Jackson. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, I understand where you're coming from. But as, as far as like popularity wise, Liza Minnelli, you know, Bernadette Peters, actresses of that nature, they all are fans of my father. So when, when I was backstage or whatever, of course, hey, there's my son. I would say hello to them. I would see recognize them from television and movies of that nature. But um, there were just awesome. so many, and you know, Jackie Onassis was a big fan of Tito Puente. Go figure. And my, she used to call the house. And then, uh, you know, a lot of people called the house. I remember that. I was picking up the phone all the time. And he's like, you know, it was just superstars always calling. Did you ever but get, like, JFK like himself? Did you ever get JFK call, like, where's yeah, Tito? Yeah. I need to speak to your father. Did you ever get that call? No, but I did meet, I meet, I met Bill Clinton. We went to the White House. And I did meet nice. Bill Clinton. And, it was, and my dad was such a comedian. So he was like, hey, Bill, after you're done with this job, I need a sax player. You know, because Bill Clinton <laughs> played back <Jackson. laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he's done being president. But yeah, you know, presidential people, I mean, uh, leaders of countries and politicians, and I mean, I go on and on, kings and queens of different, um, you know, countries. We've met so many people, but nothing really sticks out to me because my dad was always looking at people like just normally he's such a normal guy that mm -hmm. he didn't, uh, you know, he was never nervous when he met somebody because they were like, hey, so it would yeah. be like, you know, the president saying, thank you for coming to the White House, Mr. Puente, you're very busy. And my dad would be like, no, don't call me Mr. Puente, I'm Tito. And then he would call him Bill. He wouldn't even call him Mr. President. He'd be like, hey, Bill, what's up, Bill? You know, it's <laughs> you funny, know, like, watching your dad in interviews, that does come across as he, like, he was very humble for as big of a star as yeah. he was. Completely, extremely, you can tell extremely it, humble. In his interviews, he, hey, like, he used Bill, that. Before I leave, um, sure. Dude has so much energy. I am going to look him up and I'm going to find his music and and uh, listen to it because it is infectious. Awesome. It is. Thank you. Right, well, you, guys Thank have you. Thank hey, God bless you, man. Thank you for listening to Skywatchers Radio and thanks for for being a new TP Junior fan. Appreciate it. There you go. Right, Thank you, caller. Yeah. 
That was cool, that's, man. That's a great call. See, he made new fans already. I like that. New fan. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the fact that he knew who Neil Peart was. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Just, you know. That was a good that's question, cool. though. That was a really tough one. I usually don't get questions. I usually get the simple questions like, uh, you know, who's your favorite artist? What's your influences? But it's nice to know that uh, that I've met so many people, you know. And, again, that's all because of, uh, you know, the blessing uh, that I had of being his son. And, and I, don't, I don't know if it's a privileged life because – on the other hand, like I said, he wasn't there a lot when I was growing up, so it was kind of hard for me. So what I do with my kids is I spend weekends working, and I make sure that I'm home on Mondays and Tuesdays when I take them to school and take them home, you know, and feed them breakfast every day and, you know, and get them ready. You know, I try to spend as much time as I can because I, I didn't want to be that that touring parent that's, that doesn't spend time with their child. You know, I mean, there's a lot of rock stars out there that don't that go for months and weeks and years on the road. And they don't spend enough time with the kids. So I, I try my best to make sure that we spend enough time with my children, you know, during the week. Yep. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, go out on the road and keep the music going. Now, the, I first became aware of you years ago, but, uh, you know, you, you're getting older. We're all getting older, sadly enough. Uh, how long do you see yourself uh, playing music and, and touring and stuff, you know, on the side? Good Lord. Uh, you know, until this engine runs out dry, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I have so many other aspects, you know, and other things and endeavors that we're looking at right now and books, you know, things of that nature. So I might get into writing a book. I'm really contemplating that. But I know oh, look, if you, so if much, you need I, help with that, you know, uh, let me know. Cause I have a publisher friends. I could, uh, plug Oh in. man, I would, I would, I would love to have that. I mean, I don't know where to even start, but I would love to tell my story. I'm 44 years old and, uh, and I've seen more than most, you know, 44 year olds as far as in the music industry is con- you know certain and, and um you know i got my stories man they're there and, and uh you know we're doing some other um some other um things as far as clothing lines and things of that nature and you know branding you know and it's uh it's i got a lot more uh in this tank to go for like another 20 my dad did it for 50 years That's and then he did it all the way till he passed away in uh-huh. 2000 so it's been like 15 years since he passed away and he did it all the way to the end so it was like and we were telling him you, know, you gotta slow down old man because you're gonna you know <laughs> you're not gonna be able to hang too too soon too much longer you know and he was like he was such a tank you know and he kept going and kept going and he went all the way to the end and he did one last concert in puerto rico with a symphony and he's like man where do i go from here you know and it, it made sense it's like where do i go from here i took our music and now i'm playing it with the Phil, new york philharmonic and I'm playing Latin music, and I'm doing Oyakuwa with these symphonies now. I mean, where do I go with this? I mean, there's nowhere else I can really do except for to retire, or I don't even think he wanted to be on this planet anymore if he wasn't playing music. Mm. That was just him, you know? And, uh, you know, God rest his soul. He, he, he's just, a, you know, that's why I always say he's got to be somewhere else because energy like that doesn't leave this planet and, and just go into the ground. It goes somewhere else too powerful the energy that yeah. he had and you know so to me the spirituality of, of when they resonates throughout the fans and throughout his spirit and throughout you know all the music that he's left on this planet and it's really cool you know and uh, you feel that energy all the time and I do it all the time in, in concert where are you guys located anyway I'm down in Miami you're in Nick of the Woods down here oh yeah, okay South Florida man day of the week. yeah oh I got you because I play down in, I live in South Florida so, you know, I'm always down there, and I play at different clubs. Oh, out there? I play up there, too, in Melbourne and Jacksonville, and you know, I'm all yeah. over. So, home, I mean, I'm you guys just follow. Hey, Orlando, we're going there in a couple of weeks, too, Kissimmee. 
So, you know, so if you guys are all in Florida, man, that we we're going to be in the panhandle. So just look me it? up, man, a face, a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hashtag Tito Ponte Jr. You can find out where I'm at. I know the, the IRS always seems to find me, so you guys can have it free. <laughs> Tito, if it's cool with you, I'm going to go to one of your concerts. I'm going to run on stage real quick. Security probably kicked me out, but I'm going to run out with a sign that says, Skywatchers Radio <laughs> Rules, baby. Oh, man, I will give you the ultimate kick me out after plug, that. guys. <laughs> I will give you the ultimate plug. You have my word on that, man. What? So just tell Yaniel, or ask Yaniel where I'm going to be at next, because he's always setting up my drums. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like your publicist, Yaniel, man. He, let me tell you, he knows exactly yeah. every move. It's amazing. It's a great Shout guy, Shout out to Yaniel one great more time. He is, yeah, he's a good guy. Good uh, Tito, we're almost out of time, and we have our bill coming mm-hmm. up in a few minutes here. Uh, I want to give you a couple minutes to you know to plug anything you have coming up really recently. I know you got a show you're doing, uh, but the website, if you have one, plug it, please. Uh, mm-hmm. Music you have coming out, anything uh, that's coming out in the near future, plug away. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, like I said, we're going out to Africa. We're going out to Dubai. we got some great, great concert dates coming up. Most recent right now, we're going to be in Atlanta at the First Center at Georgia Tech University this Friday night. So if you're in the Atlanta area or in Georgia, come on out to that concert. I think we have a few tickets left. I think it's going to be sold out. And then uh, we'll be in New York on Saturday. And then um, I think we're going to be up in the Boston area. And then we're go- oh, I'm doing a place in Miami, if you are in South Florida, Ball and Chain on Calle Ocho on nice, October nice. 3rd. So that's on. The- and then I'm celebrating Broward County's 100-year anniversary. Uh, we're playing, don't go figure, we're playing with a whole bunch of different bands in downtown Fort Lauderdale the same day, October 3rd, earlier in the day. And that's free and open to the public. And uh, I think, uh, I can't really remember the rest of the, you know, the tour dates just keep coming. But, um, but we've got some other great concerts coming up uh, in the near future. So just follow me on Twitter. It's at Tito Puente Jr. Tito Puente Jr. And you can follow me there and see where I'm up to next. I got a great Instagram Instagram page. I'm starting to do this Halloween stuff, you know, and um, uh, me and my kids, we have such a blast with that. You know, we start getting crazy with Halloween things. So follow me on Instagram, Tito Ponte Jr., and of course, Facebook. You know, uh, Facebook, I usually put the tour dates, and then I got a Reverb Nation. So check out the CD. It's called Got Mambo. You can pick it up at gotmambo.com, amazon.com, iTunes. Uh, and uh, look out for got some great, 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 great concerts coming up in the new year, in January and February. And I'm doing the Century Villages down there in Boynton Beach. So anybody who's <laughs> who's got a grandparent in any of the Century Villages, send them on out my way. I'll get them up. Uh, <laughs> I'll get them up dancing for sure. So. <laughs> don't worry about the hip. Grandma will be all right. Yeah, don't, don't worry about, about the, hip. the hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we call it so come on out for that. Villages, but you didn't hear me say it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the doing the retirement homes. They're so much fun. These they're, people come out and they're all they're all old old Brooklyn ladies from from Brooklyn and from Queens and Staten Island and they're all from Italians and Jewish ladies and they all remember I did the mambo and the cha 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 with your father and it was amazing. <laughs> just, I love it. Well, I that love it. Way I, scary the way story. you say that. You know? uh, Tito, my friend, is yeah. awesome. We, we are all, all sadly we're all out of time. We got to do this again. Uh, this has just been a whole lot of fun and thank you for being on here with us uh, this week, my friend. Muchas uh, gracias. Muchas gracias, y'all. It's it's really been our pleasure. Uh, Guys, uh, we're all out of time. Stick around. Art Bell is next, and he has a really cool guest on tonight, and her name is Tess. Tess Gerritsen. It's going to be on with Art Bell. Stick around only a few minutes away, and, uh, well, don't go nowhere. This is Skywatchers Radio. We'll We'll be back next week with Jeff Woolwine.
We're going to talk about Petroglyphs in the sky out in Arizona. Talk about some UFO activity out there that he's been videotaping for years. Good stuff. We'll catch you next week. Good night, everybody. Stick around for more. Art Bell.